0: Marsh, you just blew this wide open for me. The distress signal was grinder. That's why they had his GPS <laughs>
1: coordinates.
0: <laughs> Wait, I need a grinder fish pun. Grinder. Fish. Mm,
1: I don't think you've got it in yet. I've got it. I'm going to be silent for the rest of the episode. You guys go on without. <laughs> Maybe there's something with a grouper. I I don't know. Eli is currently putting out a distress signal to Heath. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I need help. I need help. You, you, you'd get this in thirty seconds.
2: <laughs> God awful
3: movie. 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 movie.
2: Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema, as was foretold by the great prophecy. I'm your host, No Illusions. Heath will be unable to join us this week. He's still moving the probably the tray that he keeps the Taco Bell sauce that he hasn't used yet in. I don't even know. But sitting 900 miles to my northeast is my bad friend Eli Bosnick. Eli, how are you this fine afternoon, sir? I am amazing, Noah. I don't believe you, but we'll get to it. <laughs> also joining us this week is returning guest masochist, host of Be Reasonable, co-host of Skeptics with a K, project director for the Good Thinking Society, and more stuff too, Michael Marshall Marsh. Welcome
1: back, sir. Hey, guys. Really nice to be back. Lovely to be here. I'm um, looking forward to a warm welcome that in no way disparages my professional reputation. So, that's Well, would awesome. you
0: look who it is?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Skeptic of the year once again by canceling QED.
0: Why don't you trust the vaccines, Marsh? Why don't the vaccines work, Marsh, in your
1: opinion? Okay, okay, okay. Yes, yes, QED has been delayed. I did think about announcing it to everyone but you, Eli, and just having you come across to Manchester by yourself to sit in a massive hotel event space with no one around to perform to.
2: Like the whitest paint, you know, you can only have this information if you promise not to share it with
1: Eli Boston. Yeah, exactly. I'm pretty sure all of your listeners would 100% get on board with that.
2: (laughs) All right, so before we get going tonight, I have a super important announcement. Today marks the start of our mostly annual fundraiser, Vulgarity for Charity, where you supply the charity, we supply the vulgarity. We're going to be teaming up with Tom and Cecil once again to raise money for our favorite charity, Modest Needs, and we've set the ambitious goal of besting our last total of over $300,000 raised. We're already well on our way. We've got an anonymous donor matching the first hundred grand, but that leaves us a lot of dollars to go, and... To make it, we're going to need your help. So if you're new or newish to the show, here's how it works. You donate money to modest needs and help people on the verge of poverty get ahead. And in exchange, we insult somebody of your choice on the air over unscathing atheist or cognitive dissonance. Now, uh, last time we did this, we got a little overwhelmed by all the insults, and it took us literally (laughs) two fucking years to get through all of them. So we're going to do it a bit differently this time. We're limiting the on-air insults to 200. That's going to be our top 100 donors Plus another hundred randomly selected from anybody who donates over $50. The fundraiser starts today and lasts through Thanksgiving. So if you want your insult read on air, you need to get the donation in before midnight, November 24th. Just go to modestneeds.org, make a donation, then email proof of your donation along with who you'd like roasted to vulgarityforcharity at gmail.com. And if it's not a celebrity, the more you can tell us about the person, the better. Picks help a ton. Again, make a donation at modestneeds.org. And then send the receipt along with your roast request to vulgarityforcharity at gmail.com. And by the way, we're going to start picking the random 100 before the drive is over. So the sooner you get your donation in, the more chances you'll have of getting your roast read on the shows. All the details on the show notes as well. And with that out of the way, tell us, Marsh, what will we be breaking down today?
1: Oh, so we watched Finding Jesus, which is the gripping tale of two animated fish who have all sorts of exciting adventures which exclusively happen off camera because the studio couldn't afford real animations <laughs> like, you, you know you,
2: you didn't have air quotes around animated when you said that i was <laughs> really worried that you weren't being factual with the audience but yeah you got there <laughs> and eli how bad was this movie well if you love
0: screensavers but they aren't psychotically preachy enough for you, <laughs> you will love this movie.
1: Oh, God. I, I spent a long time looking into the people who made this to try to figure out what the hell is going on with them. So they're called Wow Now Entertainment. And fun fact, you know, they are the production company who created this film and they have released 113 animated movies in 2021 alone. What? And... It's not even November yet. Oh my what? god. Sorry, I thought we were
0: putting out a lot of content. Well no entertainment. <laughs> Shit. There's I just bow more, down.
1: They've put more animated feature length films out than you've done gam episodes right your weekly show.
2: <laughs> Jesus, yeah. That's more than GAM and scathing combined. Fuck. We gotta get some fish screen savers. <laughs> Catch the fuck up. All right, so is there anything you guys want to nominate this one for being the best to be the worst at? Best worst idea to let Heath make the schedule. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Listeners,
0: if I may part the kimono slightly for a moment. Heath's taken over the scheduling this year. He's doing a great job. Lots of good movies. Lots of opportunities. But this was very clearly some kind of weird revenge. Uh huh. Very, very rarely I have turned to the co-hosts on this show and said, Hey, I'm watching this movie. It fucking sucks. We should stop. And I... Almost did that every 45 seconds throughout this <laughs> film. But then the movie would be like, I wonder whose blood we should drink. And I'd be like, oh, okay, okay. Another minute movie. You know how crazy this movie is because I shit you not, there is no animation in this animated movie. No,
2: there
1: isn't. No. Mm-mm.
2: No. So that's where I was going with mine. I had best worst animated expressions because they bought every character. You know, on this thing from some Fiverr type website or whatever, and they couldn't afford multiple expressions. <laughs> so yep. through the entire movie, every character is just smiling ear to ear through grinning. ever increasingly inappropriate things to smile <laughs> through.
1: It, it is amazing. It is amazing. I spent a long time looking to try and find the actual clips that they bought to see where I could get the 3 models. And I actually did find some. I'll, I'll come to it. I won't spoil it. But I did actually <laughs> find some of the characters on various uh, stock footage things. But the one that I didn't find is my best worst, which is the best worst. Uh, it's fine, guys. I'm I'm pretty sure I can do a Japanese accent. Don't oh! worry about it. I've, We've got this as Mr. (laughs) Sushi, the floating piece of sushi, which... Was weird enough as a concept to introduce before it opened its mouth, <laughs> and it is one of the most offensive accents I've ever heard. And I think it was so offensive that they started to tone it down after the first few sentences. Like he just came in hot and went, "Oh no, hang on, that's no, <laughs> no, no, I'm no. Gonna. They didn't do another take. There was just somebody making that dial it back motion off
2: camera yeah. the entire time. <laughs> Whoever Wow Now's Noah is was gesturing at Wow Now's Eli as he started to do that. Accent.
0: Frantically.
2: (laughs) All right. Yeah. Because, like, seriously, okay. One of the most coveted prizes in all of GAM moviedom is the title of best worst accents mm. and this movie made a real play at it oh right? it sure did it sure did no <laughs> i feel like if it hadn't been for if footman
1: tire you i may have given that title away in the in the yeah. beginning of this one yeah well maybe what you need is a separate categories of accents so it's like this is best worst japanese accent this is best worst jamaican accent we can really get granular on okay, that yeah. level of, uh, <laughs> of award okay you know this
2: one would
0: get two or three of them it's like the awards before the oscars <laughs> right the technical
2: gammies. right the ones that you just see a montage of <laughs> <laughs> all right well i'll tell you what we've got to squeeze an episode out of like c-span animation so we're gonna need a quick strategy session but we'll be back in a minute with all the stagnancy that is finding jesus okay guys the kids are just loving this uh fish movie this finding nero um, um, Nemo.
1: Pretty sure, it's Nemo.
2: Yeah, whatever. And as Christians and children's entertainment creators, what's our motto?
1: As, as close to what's popular, popular without getting, getting sued. sued.
2: Exactly. So, uh, what are we? What are we thinking? What are we thinking, guys? Uh, sorry, uh, just quick problem. Uh, what's the problem? It's just. Computer animation, like the stuff
0: in Finding Nemo, it's actually some of the most complex movie making in modern times. It's not just really complicated voice acting and animation. It also requires like a deep understanding of filmmaking and storytelling. It's just way, way
2: beyond our scope. Mm. Mm. Okay. Uh, well, then
1: uh, what can we afford? Um, I want to say... The flying toaster screensaver from Windows 95? I see. Well,
2: it looks like we've got ourselves a movie then. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I thought you'd say that.
0: We made 113 movies this year.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And we're back for the breakdown, and we're going to open up blowing a significant portion of our animation budget on Hands Down from Island. (laughs) <laughs> this is where we learn that it's narrated by inside out little girl oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah with a viciously inconsistent english accent her yes, accent is yeah. all over the place it's it's a delight it
2: is a tour of the british isles is it not <laughs> yeah
0: i have her down as someone doing a mean impersonation of the great british bake-off
3: narrator <laughs> <laughs>
1: Because that's only one of the audio delights that we get at this moment. Because we also get the theme tune and the sort of the incidental music, which is so clearly a rip off of Disney that I think it's been done by Donnie Alfman. This <laughs> Alfman, guy?
2: <laughs> This whole movie has a, yeah, one letter off the famous guy feel to it. And we right away, we meet Muggles and Joy. They are the fish buddies at the heart of our story. They will have grins affixed to them throughout this entire
0: one hour they look like someone dumped Joker serum into the ocean that is
1: the only fitting prequel for Finding Jesus this is such. I mean, it's obvious that is this, but we still have to make it very clear. This is such a ripoff of Finding Nemo. But I wrote in my notes: Does copyright have a riffer exemption? Right.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. So okay, let's be clear about how disgusting what what's going on here really is. Yeah, because this is for like three, four, five year old kids, and the idea is that they're not going to be able to clearly distinguish between Finding Nemo, the the movie that they love, and this thing if those are always being played. Right. If they're mm-hmm. being swapped in and out and everything. So the idea here, I think, is to try to make these, you know, confuse these three and four year olds to thinking that there's some Jesus stuff in Finding Nemo. Well,
0: the other thing is, like, that's not going to work. I have a 17 month old and I showed him four seconds of this and he was like, this is preachy bullshit, man. (laughs) I'm
1: going to go throw my toys over that gate. It's it's also also not going to work because nothing happens. We'll get to it. We won't get to mm -hmm. it because there's nothing to get to. It's 70 minutes of nothing happening repeatedly. It's rough. And so I also
2: love the way and we're going to get this over and over again, because what we're going to get is a series of vignettes, episodic vignettes that were meant to be cut out and used independently of one another that we're going to watch all the way through. (laughs) And they all start basically the same. The narrator will say. Muggles and Joy were just out doing such and such. And then we'll cut to Muggles and Joy and they'll be saying, we sure were just out doing such and
1: such, weren't we? Yeah. <laughs> we're just on the way back from that amazing adventure that we had with like fireworks and explosions and all sorts yeah. of cool <laughs> stuff that you don't get to see. You just get to see us swimming, the same no. swimming clip back from yes. our amazing adventure.
2: There were hookers and beer, Muggles. There sure were, <laughs> Joy. God, the opening of each episode might as well be loo, loo, loo. So... <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so now we've met
1: Muggles and Joy. It's time to head over to Bubble Town to meet Professor Shark. And so there's a point just before we meet P- Professor Shark where they're talking and he says, oh, this is fantastic. And then laughs oh, yeah. in the most psychotic of ways that I wrote in my <laughs> notes. I hope there's a shark. And then a shark <laughs> appeared. And I thought, oh my God, am I the secret? Have I done this? <laughs> have, I,
2: have I intentioned this into being? You used up your wish. That was a weird <laughs> wish. Yeah, and we should point out to like, the voices for these characters are like, if you asked me to do all of them on the spot with a gun to my head. Yeah,
0: exactly. Mm-hmm. They're very teen improv team characters.
1: <laughs> yeah. And the introduction to Professor Shark is so weird because the voiceover says that he's strong but caring. And they put such an emphasis on that that it's got a real sort of spare the rod vibe. Yes. You know, rod, because, you know, they're, they're fish. So spare, spare the rod, <laughs> spare the rod. That was right there on the table. They left it. They left yeah. it on the table.
2: That's going to happen a lot, by the way. When he says <laughs> fantastic, I was like, oh, man, there's going to be a bunch of these. There aren't. Nope. Right? They, they're like Mm-mm. Your notes, Marsh, have so much better punnage
1: in them than this movie managed. <laughs>
2: Hey, WoW Nation, look Marsh up. He could
0: make you three, four hundred movies in an afternoon. <laughs> But they will do that every time they introduce Professor Shark. Every single time they yes. introduce Professor Shark, they'll be like, who is not too soft on the kids and he would never teach critical race theory. Let's see what he has to say.
1: Yes! And the, the thing that's really creepy, the, the other thing that's really creepy about it is that somehow they've managed to animate into this shark's face a what can only be described as boy-hungry Leah. This is <laughs> a pedophile shark, if ever I've seen one. And believe me, I've seen one. Oh, yes.
0: <laughs> he will constantly accidentally innuendo. I mean, oh, yeah. it, yes. it reaches its peak later on in the movie, but he'll constantly be like, well, there is one thing you can do awkward pause while they float
2: in stillness (laughs) well right yeah that's what happens right away right like they have start off with this boring ass conversation about how kids are wiser than adults because they don't question our jesus bullshit and then he starts explaining like as though he's trying to not get to the point intentionally that he has a problem of a personal nature that they may be able to help
1: him with. (laughs) so all of this is wait for me the introduction of jesus at this point really confused me because i was like well did Jesus get underwater to spread the good news? Because like famously, he couldn't go underwater. Water no, like, repelled fish. him like <laughs> the end of a magnet.
0: It's you're a real right. problem for him.
1: He's just pounding on the water. Fish! <laughs> and on, on top of that, you've got the whole kind of, they say, you know, they're talking about all the, the blessings that fish have gotten from Jesus. And they say, you know, the blessings we've got, like the ocean's big and that's all they've got. And I thought, well, yeah, because in fairness, Jesus would routinely do miracles involving spreading your carcasses around large crowds. <laughs> right. So let's not dig too heavily into what did Jesus do for the fish as a question. Like, oh, Jesus, you mean the guy whose best friends would all hunt us and kill us as a profession? They best do that guy. For, for a living.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's also they are trying to switch in water words for general Christian words. So at times Mm. they'll say things like our underwater universe or you swim in Jesus's riptide. And I know it's just because like they don't understand what those words mean, but an underwater universe is a horrifying
2: implication. (laughs) (laughs) That's what happens when we're sinful enough. Jesus <laughs> is like, oh wow, I'm going to have to flood the whole universe this time. <laughs> they've gotten to the moon and everything. You know, yeah, so. I know. I got to get that rover on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Ah, uh, so yeah. So, but ultimately, eventually, Professor Shirk explains to them that Scary Henry is
1: unhappy, and they need to go cheer him up. Right. So they they do, but the way they introduce Scary Henry is the kids got sort of got like Scary. Henry, like, read like Heath, doing an ad read. Like, <laughs> Scary Henry? Chalk it up, stick it on the board. <laughs> <laughs> they have this weird
0: moment before they go to see Scary Henry where he's like, you need to remind him of all the blessings we have. And they're like, well, didn't our friend lose a fin? And isn't the ocean just like a constant source of terror and death? And he's like, well, now he can swim faster. Stop asking questions and go yeah. tell Scary Hamlet and you suck it the fuck up. This is
1: Clive the porpoise they talk about. Yes. Who, like, the weirdest tackling of the problem of evil. It's like, oh, he lost his dorsal fin in a tsunami. Like, somehow. I'm not sure how porpoises lose yeah, dorsal right. fins in a tsunami. <laughs> but that helped him swim faster, which only begs the question, why didn't God just not give porpoises dorsal fins if they slow them down? <laughs> <laughs> just if God was thinking, he would have done that. Also, why is the opening bid on this children's movie, being
2: an amputee isn't that bad, quit whining about it?
1: (laughs) Jesus. Yeah. Followed up immediately with, anyway, children, go and find the scary guy and offer him some company, which in fairness (laughs) is entirely consistent with the attitude of the church. No, that's fair.
2: That's fair. Yeah, so Muggles of Joy head off to talk fucking Scary Henry out of suicide, apparently.
0: <laughs> and now there's a little bit of a reversal here because when you first see Scary Henry, he's just a smiling crap, And you're like, oh, that was lazy. But
2: then you hear how Jewish his voice is and he is, in fact, a very scary Henry.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> right, okay. So this is the first time it becomes painfully clear that they could not afford animations other than smiles. Yeah. It is comical, the extent to which they're like, well, you sure look sad. And they cut up to this just giant smiley face with crab claws sticking out of it. And he's like, yeah, I sure am
0: in the dumps. <laughs> I pray for the sweet release of death. Well, sorry. Scary. <laughs> I pray for the sweet release of death. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: This is also one of the moments we get a lovely bit of the voiceover as well because, like, it's Scary Henry. We're gonna go get to the bottom of it. It's like <laughs> yes. the Eli school of British accents. It's it's astonishing. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Ah, there are not a lot of British accents I can make fun of, but this is one. Of them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but Scary Henry tells them that he's homeless. To which their response is,
1: "Don't think of it that way." Yes. <laughs> They tell him it's a terrible attitude. Like, look on the yes. bright side. So that'll sort me out. Thank you. <laughs> out. And, then, and Henry's basically like, yeah, fuck off. Fuck, fuck.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Scary Henry, I wanted Scary Henry to start doing space work, just like, oh, I didn't think of it that way. Oh, here I am inside my invisible
2: house. Thanks, Muggles and Joy. You guys don't suck a bunch of ass. Oh, Why don't I watch my invisible TV? I'll tell you what. uh, The person who envisioned this movie also wanted Scary Henry to move around and do some space work, too, but that's not... wasn't in the cards.
1: No.
0: They had 110 other movies to make that way. Right, <laughs> exactly.
1: And, and like he responds to the, to their uh, just look on the bright side of it less than enthusiastically. And they berate him for not being grateful enough for being homeless and for their only amount of help amounting to get over yourself. That's that's what they berate him for. Yeah, right. But like, his problem is that people keep calling him names and, and, and making him feel bad. And their solution is to not stop that, <laughs> is to not stop doing that. The only way to help him is... Stop doing that. It'll be fine.
2: Right, right. The the whole scary Henry moniker, obviously, you know, at first when you see the silly crab and you're like, oh, scary Henry, maybe it's, you know, just a juxtaposition kind of a thing or whatever. But they never explain it. He he seems to clearly explain that he's bothered by it. And then they just Mm. keep using that term. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But eventually they're like, all right, well, this asshole doesn't even want to be cheered up. Maybe we should go see old Mrs. Woodley. And, and maybe she can cheer him up. And I'm like, is this like one of those older starfish in your area are down to fuck type situations? <laughs> <laughs> no email, no bullshit. Just see Mrs. Wedley now. <laughs> so yeah, so they go to see Mrs. Wedley, the elderly starfish. She doesn't look elderly in any way or have an elderly a voice. They couldn't afford any of that shit. So they just say over and over again that she's elderly. So just to be clear, we have
0: devolved from the smiling crab that at least was cranky to just like, hey, Mrs. Woodley, the starfish who is definitely wearing a hat. Hi, I'm not wearing a hat.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Shut>. <laughs> and there's a weird thing as well, because she says, you know. I last saw you as hatchlings, which for me just opened up a fascinating conversation of like early ichthyological development and piscine <laughs> learning curves that this movie just does not address, and and it's it's all the worse for not addressing those questions. They
2: get they get weirder <laughs> as we go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They start putting time frames on shit later, and yeah. So okay, here's the thing: I didn't yet realize that we were just doing series of vignettes, so I assumed that like. Old Mrs. Woodley and 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 Scary Henry were going to fall in love at some point or something that this was a love interest,ing and I'm like okay so five arms I can see why they thought of her <laughs> But no she's just there to quote bible passages at them Yeah he needs a lesson
0: in gratitude apparently
2: and I That's wrote in my exactly
0: notes exactly what they say mm-hmm. I wrote homeless
1: people not nearly grateful enough this movie <laughs> Yeah I put in my notes, do crabs even have bootstraps? Like, <laughs> be talking about, you know, sea sponges and welfare breams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> welfare
2: breams is fantastic. I'm sorry. That's pretty good. Yeah. So, no, But to be clear, the moral so far is suck it the fuck up, suicidal kid. Yep. You don't have it that bad. <laughs> no, I will not stop calling you scary, whatever your fucking name is. Yeah, exactly. That's how I know you, goddammit. So okay, so then they they literally go back to where the scene before last was to tell Henry what happened in the last scene.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're bringing that advice back to Scary Henry, who they still insist on calling Scary Henry. Yes, brilliant. Just keep keep that one going. Absolutely fine.
2: And then it gets to the point where the animators are fucking with him, right? Because they go like, "Hey, Scary Henry, are you feeling anybody?" And he goes, "Do I look like I'm feeling any better?" And if, he's smiling from like, <laughs> of course he looks. You like- look exactly the same. <laughs> completely ruins the
0: pit but yeah at one point muggles literally goes that's a smile and i was like he's been smiling the entire time yeah how were these animators not communicating with these voice (laughs) actors
1: yeah. And, and to be absolutely clear, this is the point where I started thinking, I am 99% certain you just bought a clip of Scary Henry from somewhere. I looked that up, keeping up the tradition of doing way too much research on who's in the movies. I actually found where they got Scary Henry from. I got yes. the cartoon crab. And it's, it felt a bit like when we find the actor on IMDb and look like what they've been in, or when someone's been in an ad before they got famous, oh, there's, there's Scary Henry on that website. Oh God, that was before he was in all these Jesus films. <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, it's like seeing sliced Stallone in the deodorant commercial or whatever. Yeah, no, right. it was, in
0: the porn, it was well, <laughs> it, it
2: was not that good. Come on, now. So, but then they explain to Scary Henry that Jesus, and he's like, "Wow, you know, that's now I feel way better." So he puts down his revolver and decides to uh, to give it another go.
1: <laughs> and they start like just quoting Bible stories to him. And I really wanted Henry to start quoting some select Bible verses back to them, and I'm pretty sure no one <laughs> can think of some some fun ones to air at that point.
2: Uh, Psalms 137 9 would be nice. They're on. They're in the Book of Psalms anyway. So That's true, Bashing yeah. their heads against the rocks would be <laughs> apropos. That would be very funny too with these animations because they're fish. They're flapping around, right? <laughs> All right. So and then after that, they go back to the scene before the scene before that to tell Professor Shark. About the last scene. It's like the movie is closing parentheses.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And in case any any of the listeners are in any way under any illusion as to what we're seeing, we're seeing literally the exact last scene because the animation is exactly... If you turn the sound off, it is the same fucking scene. They've just put slightly different wording over the top of it. Right. Which
0: we should point out, because Professor Shark and Muggles and Joy are the through line of this film, we will watch... I would say another 14 to 15 times. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Conservatively, 14 to 15 times, we will see this exact scene where they swim up to Professor Shirk. And I say swim up to, but we see them swimming, we see Professor Shirk waiting, and then we see all three of them together. They didn't have...
1: all three moving at the same time kind of money. Which is weird because I've seen clips of other films they've produced and they do have Professor Shark swimming. So I I wonder whether this film made them enough money to buy that second clip of (laughs) Professor
0: Shark. All right, guys, we did Finding Jesus on the seven-day free trial.
2: I think it's time to let this bad boy expire and spend the big bucks. So yeah, so Professor Shark is like, well, did you make Scary Henry happy? And they're like, yeah. He's like, how? And they're like, Jesus. He's like, yeah, that tracks. Nice. Yeah.
0: Nice. I demand an underwater Jesus at some point <laughs> in this series. You you get the feeling several times that he's going to like come floating up out of a cave and be like, well, I'll actually,
1: Joy, I am the way now. But this, this is the end of their first adventure. Their first adventure is a pedophile shark made us go talk to a homeless guy that everyone's mean to and scared of. We told that guy to just crab the hell up and be thankful for the nothing that he has. The end, that is the the adventure.
2: Yeah, no, the the fucking narrator cuts in right there and then goes, and then they left. (laughs) (laughs) With a a heart full of gratitude, off
0: they go to to do some fun things you can't see. But yeah, trust me.
2: Exactly,
1: to interact with a number of other objects. <laughs> <laughs> and as as they swim off, first of all, we get, throughout my notes, I've got, and screensaver, where the yeah. only way they can do <laughs> right. like, cuts between transitions between scenes is by throwing up a, a screensaver of like a turtle swimming or something. Yeah. So we see a lot more screensaver footage of water than I was expecting. And then as they're swimming away, Muggles is just... Talking to Joy about how great Joy is and what a good friend Joy is, and a lot of his conversation is only ever that. It's like Jesus, guys, just get a fucking pond or something. Just yeah, <laughs> take it aside, get a fucking pond.
2: Also, we should point out too that Muggles has this like they, they were trying, they were going for like a goofy, distinct laugh with Muggles, mm-hmm. but like the voice actor could never remember exactly how he did it last time, so it's <laughs> yep. always a little different, but it's always weird and it's always really fucked up. It's always. Just a
0: little too long not to be in a horror movie. Right.
3: It's two
1: beats past the end of the, the laugh. Yeah, like, and right. the laugh finishes there, and then the two more beats you go like, oh no, that's gonna haunt my nightmares. Yeah, <laughs> right. like, exactly. Slip into nightmare territory.
0: No, I got I gotta bite Muggle's tongue and tell riddles back and forth. I know how this works.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so but then we we head back to Bubbletown. It's time for the second episode, so they meet Professor Shark
1: again. So they do, but at this point, Joy is talking about how there's predators everywhere in the sea, which is quite a dark thing to be introducing at the start of episode two, basically, this kids' show. And I thought, is this... Is this going to be the Stranger Danger episode? Where they're going to be like, do you know that 1.2 million fish get abducted in the US every year? And they're, going to be, they're going to be swimming along with a banner saying, hatchlings, don't just go missing. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, Professor Shark's trying to get him to put on masks. We realize
2: he's part of the cabal. Yes. <laughs> also, there's a point here where, I know this is a little tiny piece, but there's a moment where fucking Muggles fat shames Joy yeah, yeah that's right so she's weird. like oh i'm so full and he's like yeah you need to swim around without your fucking mouth open and eating all that goddamn plankton badass yeah
1: <laughs> he says it like it's a motto as well like i always say swim with your mouth closed so you won't gobble plankton i thought this is educational programming at its finest for christianity <laughs> this is life lessons you can take on with you
2: yeah and then we introduce the plot to this episode and if this is one of the weirdest introductions in the history of goddamn time back me up on this guys the shark says to the kids, he's like, oh, hey, I need you for an important mission. Our mutual friend Marlowe is stuck in seaweed. And if he doesn't get out soon, he'll die. Mm, he will he'll die. die. Mm-hmm. And then they spend like four minutes talking about how great Jesus is. Yeah,
0: he literally. All right. Anyway, let me take my time here to say that you guys are doing a great Job.
3: <laughs> if they had
1: intercut shots of of marlo like were struggling yeah, and like that's that what lightning. i wanted, just like really just like marlo suffocating in a distressed entangled mess because <laughs> this scene went on for so long i had to pause it rewind it and get nicola up to watch as they're like yeah marlo our friend he's a. Uh, he's going to die if we don't get there immediately. Immediately you say, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been stuck for several minutes at least. Oh, because we're we're two minutes into this conversation. So <laughs> this is two of those minutes. This is two of the minutes he's been stuck and they just continue. Like, go and see Pickles first. He's got a couple of minutes head start. Right. So if you told me to go and see Pickles immediately at the start of this conversation, we'd have been with him. But now <laughs> he's got the head start. All of this I just want while Marlowe keeps cutting to him, tangled in seaweed, really distressed, writhing around. That's what I really, really wanted. Oh, God. My favorite aspect of this, too, is
2: that there's a moment where like, you know, he explains what's going on and then the narrator sort of summarizes it for us. But what we see is that he says like, oh, and Marlo will die if we don't help him right away. And then they just all just stand there staring at each other for yep.
1: 14 fucking seconds. Yeah, just, just bobbing up and down. It's, yep. it's yes. absolutely amazing. We'll do everything in our power to help a friend in need, says Muggles, two minutes after learning, that <laughs> friend has been suffering yes. and suffocating for several minutes. And every line, every single line of the scene has a strong, look, guys, we all know that Marlo is a total dick and we want him to let <laughs> him die. Yep. But we also need plausible deniability. So yeah. let's just give it just long enough. And then we'll, oh, Marlowe's dead. Oh, we did everything we could. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the Jeffrey Epstein suicide investigation of the fish world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no, he did it. Trust me. And the other thing about this that I thought was really weird is that Professor Shark introduces it by saying, you know, Marlow has to keep moving, otherwise he'll suffocate. So like, no, that's Shark's. You're thinking of sharks. You're a shark. (laughs) You're not currently moving. Why would you introduce that fact when we can literally see the animal that famously has to keep moving unless it suffocates, not moving? I want press the shark to choke out during this conversation too.
2: (laughs) Well, especially since later when we meet Marlo, he won't be fucking moving.
1: (laughs) No, he will not.
2: I have a
0: tiny scripting note here. At one point, they mentioned that Marlo sent out a distress signal. Yeah. Mm and they just sort of breeze over it but it's great because you can tell they were like marlo we've got a f- how did do- he scream underwater he where did the how to fish no yeah.
1: <laughs> he said i'm under stressing like, well, it's fine we are like ships we're like we're like spaceships also joy asks do you have his coordinates like what you got a fucking gps or a map yeah. or a pausable <laughs> thumbs why are you talking about coordinates <laughs> <laughs> All right,
2: well, I'll tell you what. I don't think they meant to build so goddamn much suspense into Marlowe's fate in this thing, but while it's there, I we might as well fucking use it. So we're going to pause for a quick break. But we'll be back in a flash with even more. Finding Jesus. And so I said, him, that's not coral. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> hey, fellas. Oh, fuck, it's Muggles and Joy. Oh, God. Those are those Jesus freaks, right? Yeah, yeah. Just just be cool. Be cool. They'll go away. Well,
0: Mr. Vision, Mr. Squimbo. How are you on this glorious day that God has made? Uh,
2: we're
1: we're fine, Joy. Yeah, how are you, Joy?
0: Well, I'm
2: just enjoying this beautiful day that Jesus has made. Oh, oh, two sentences in a row there. Hey, uh, Muggles, did you hear that Flips got caught in a big tuna net? Oh, well,
0: gosh, that's fin-fortunate.
1: No, that doesn't really work well, mm, But at mm.
0: least he's in heaven now With our father Jesus Christ Isn't that right Joy? It
2: sure is uh, Actually uh, Joy Muggles, I, I, I've been meaning to ask you How come you guys believe in Jesus Even though like, We don't have
1: souls We We don't? Oh, yeah, no, pretty much every denomination of Christianity believes that we don't have souls. And Jesus even proved himself to his disciples by aiding them in a fish genocide. So, you know, what's the point?
0: I mean, I guess there is no law but will. Murder! Murder!
2: I'm going to go ahead and say it. I like him better now. Oh, yeah, me too. Huge improvement. Huge. (laughs) And we're back for more of this shit. We're going to rejoin the action with Muggles and Joyce swimming off in search of Marlo. Another great, we couldn't afford the animation moment where the narrator's like, they swam faster than they'd ever swam before. And it shows us the exact same swimming away (laughs) animation we get every time they swim away from anything. (laughs) But they
0: do find Pickles here. And Pickles like, oh, don't worry, Marlo freed himself.
1: Yeah, just takes over. And this was the first time that I thought, oh, you're going to just keep fucking me this movie, aren't you? You're not going to show me anything because you can't afford to. Right. Yeah, exactly. Though that was slowly dawning on us all
2: at this moment. Well, actually, it took me another minute because I spent like the next two minutes of watching this film desperately trying to figure out what the fuck fuck kind of accent Pickles was supposed to have?
0: Great question. I believe it is either Jamaican or Scottish.
2: Marsh has Irish in his notes. I have Scottish. (laughs) You have Jamaican.
1: I was really surprised that 80% of Eli's notes weren't just hoity toity
0: yeah. coming, coming out of this. If they'd nailed the accent, they would have been. I wrote in my notes, whatever accent he went with, it is the opposite of Marsh's Texan accent.
1: <laughs> Compliment accepted.
2: Yeah. So. Also... There's so much weird innuendo in this show. Like, there's a moment here where Joy is talking. Of, they're talking about Marlo, right? They're like, yeah. yeah, Marlo used his big sword to free himself. And she's like, oh, big sword, huh? She just, she says, oh, you know, he packs so much power into that body of his. <laughs> yeah, It's so sexual. It's so, it's so sexual. And then there's like eight seconds of creeping silence as they all bob and stare <laughs> at each other. <laughs> it's amazing well joy (laughs) (laughs) i also have a lot of power in my body let's
1: just say it's a good thing i'm already wet (laughs) (laughs) but also they start this scene as well talking to pickles by saying we came as fast as you as we could no you didn't we just watched you (laughs) have like an eight minute conversation about how friendship is such a wonderful gift from jesus while you had eight minutes of knowing your friend was suffocating (laughs) you did not come as fast as you could nope
2: so, but yeah, so then Pickles sends them off to so that they can just see Marlowe and, and, and chat with him about the danger they didn't help a fucking lick with. Now, if you've ever played Donkey Kong Country, you'll be familiar with Marlowe. Right, This is on guard. This is the goddamn swordfish from Donkey Kong Country. I was furious <laughs> <Yeah>. about this. <laughs> they were aiming
0: for a on guard the swordfish like game and they threw out all the assets and now that's what I call movies was like, hey, we'll take those if you're done. We'll to take them. <laughs> you're saying you've got a still hovering image of a fish, you say. Well, we are in <laughs> that market.
1: It could be animated with a slight bob so We look like he's sort of somehow air humping the water. Yeah, of course we can <laughs> Oh, do that, absolutely. Actually. absolutely yeah, for sure. Huh. Oh yeah. yeah, We can't not do that as it happens. <laughs> there is a point in this film where so many of the characters have been bobbing like all together at the same slow rate that ironically I felt seasick. <laughs> <It's-> <laughs>
0: they also have a weird moment where they're like, oh, we came to rescue you. And he this movie seems really astounded that you would save anyone's life. <laughs> right like wow i can't
2: believe you would save me from dying what an incredible thing that not everyone would do yeah well and then they spent the the fucking fish muggles and joy spent like three minutes explaining why they give the least fucking shit about Marlo as though that's a great mystery. They're like, yeah, a lot of people would wonder why we would be friends, someone as worthless and shitty as you. But it turns out Jesus would have us love everybody.
1: <laughs> and when, when they first met Marlo, I really wanted him to be fucking irate with how long it took and how he got to see help. Like, where the fuck were you guys? Where were you? I was literally, di- I I put out the distress signal. I know, somehow I know you got the distress signal. I was like fucking Morse coding out my coordinates. It's my my grid coordinates to Professor Shark. Where the fuck were you? But no, he's he's flattered and grateful that they did nothing of value. Nothing. Absolutely nothing of value. Yeah. They say at the end of it as well, like, oh no, Marlo, we want to be your friend for a long time to come. Which which is rough when their life expectancy is under three years. Like, and, and even less if they keep hanging out with their natural predators like fucking sharks. Like, oh, yeah. don't go near the shark. It's the toughest lesson Professor Shark
2: has to teach them yeah yeah and also is it just they give them a little shit here too right they're like all right
1: well next time don't make us come all the fucking way out here marlo yeah it's like don't make a habit of getting into this kind of trouble it's like you did nothing of any value and then you still felt you could be preach about it you really are christians yeah Yeah.
0: (laughs) short of calling themselves a
2: charity while they did this they did the (laughs) christian so yeah so He's like, hey, you know what? As a thank you for coming way too late to save me, I want to take you to my favorite algae bed. And this was, I think, the moment where it occurred to me just how little we were going to get. Right, because we mm. watch these fish say, "Wow, what a large
1: algae bed that's just off camera!" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. But I, I really wanted the—I wanted the algae to also be anthropomorphized, like screaming in <laughs> agony and terror <laughs> as Marlow descends upon <laughs> them.
3: No, no, don't get me. <laughs>
0: Somehow smaller fish show up to rescue the algae. We're here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we got your I distress this, signal. The, the algae, the algae got, I put out the distress <laughs> signal to all my friends. We're Why aren't they here?
0: <laughs> you know they're Muslim because of algae, Sierra. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's, that's not a lot. No,
1: it's not a lot there. And this is where they say that the fact that they found algae, like, oh, Jesus sure works in mysterious ways. It's like, guys, you found some algae. In an ocean filled with algae? It's just... That's not mysterious. That's fucking one of the mills.
2: <laughs> you can't not get algae. We, we try to... <laughs> it's hard for us to avoid. Also, there's this great moment. This might be... Uh, it's not quite, but this is very close to the high point of the movie where Marlo the swordfish starts telling Joy and Muggles that they remind him of David and Jonathan from the Bible. Yeah. yeah. So for those of you who haven't read the Bible, I should be super clear. That is... Super duper, a gay relationship. Yeah, right. David and Jonathan were a couple of dudes that were fucking in the Bible.
0: Yeah, it's un. The Bible is like loved him more than his wife, as one would love a wife, you know, with a penis in a butt. I'm the Bible. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) There's even a part. Where Jonathan, like, strips naked before David. And you're like, oh, okay. And he brings that up like he'd give you the shirt off his back. He
2: totally does. Because mm-hmm. Marlo says in the show, well, they were such good friends that
1: Jonathan gave him the clothes off his back. Which I can only assume is Marlowe like, doing a kind of coded indication to see if they're down. It's like, you know, you guys are like uh, Jonathan and David. Um, how do you feel about my massive sword and my body that packs an awesome <laughs> yeah. amount of power? There are so many scenes in this that play like those
2: little fish are about to get molested. Yeah, oh. way too many.
0: Marsh, you just blew this wide open for me. The distress signal was Grinder. That's why they had his GPS <laughs>
1: coordinates.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I need a Grinder fish pun. Grinder. <laughs>
1: mm, I don't think you've got it in yet. No. I've got it. I'm going to be silent for the rest of the episode. You guys go on without me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're set with a grouper. I, I don't know. Eli currently putting out a distress signal to Heath. Like Heath, <laughs> <laughs> I need help. I need help. You, you, you'd get this in thirty seconds.
2: <laughs> All right. So, but anyway, so Muggles and Joy head back to Bubble Brinder. Town. Brinder. Oh, okay. Yeah. Brian. Okay.
1: There's brian There's one point where they are talking about David and Jonathan, where he says, you know, David and Jonathan, they actually turned against his own father. You know, for David, Jonathan turned against his own father. And I mm-hmm. want him to carry that thought on. You know, he turned against his own father, presumably breaking the holy commandment to honor thy father and mother, and thus presumably committing an act as bad as murder and theft in the eyes of God. <laughs> Just keep that thought going. <laughs> right?
2: <laughs> well, it does go long enough that you start wondering what the... Fuck, moral Marlowe is trying to pull out of this thing. I wrote in my notes you guys are just
0: like Jonathan and David. Kill your dads for me.
1: But the moral here is very clearly that children should go rushing into danger if they hear a vague rumor that an adult might be in difficulty. That's obviously the moral.
2: In some direction. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They say they're two
1: weeks old. At one point in this, they say they are two weeks old, which is a weird fucking thing for them to say. They are two Mm. weeks old, these fish. Yeah,
0: the checklist of this movie so far is go off to help adults in mortal danger and homeless people who are known for their fearsome nature.
1: (laughs) And bear in mind, at the start of this episode, Joy says she's she's happy to be back from the open ocean because there's so many predators out there. Right. And Professor Shark is like, oh yeah, yeah, go back out with those predators. Yes. So there's a lot of there's a lot going on in this.
2: Yeah, but but I guess they survive long enough to go back to Professor Shark again and, and explain this the details of
1: that vignette to him. <laughs> right. And did we all have that Professor Shark would have been a lot more help in that situation than waiting on two two-week-old tiny fish <laughs> to eventually right. get to Marlo. Like, as soon as Shark heard that Marlo was in danger, why the fuck didn't he just go? Oh, I'm a, I'm a shark. I'm pretty big. I'm probably going to get there quicker. I got teeth. I can and then I, yeah, bite through the bite through the seaweed. This is this is sorted. <laughs> Me and Marlo dated. We try to be cool, but we like don't show up <laughs> to the same places.
0: Rawr, mm. right I'm Professor Shark. So, <laughs> and I want to talk about the end of this scene because they're like, oh, we learned so much. Jesus loves us. But then. There's this fucking moment. We all have notes about it where they finish talking and there is a solid four seconds of bobbing fish silence at the end (laughs) of this scene. Like someone forgot to tell the animation cut.
1: Yes,
0: 100%. I suspect this movie is exactly one hour long, which is what they needed to get five instead of $2 from Amazon Prime where this movie is available. (laughs) And I guarantee you this four seconds helped make it to the hour. They were like... Just uh, float the fish for a little bit, Frank. For a little bit,
2: there we go. We made it to an hour, everyone. So I just, I, I'm sorry to know and your joke, Eli, but as somebody who goes to a lot of trouble to make sure our episodes are exactly an hour long, over on our sister show, the Atheist, I want to point out that this is not an exact exactly an
1: They're not putting that kind of work into it. But <laughs> yes, is, sixty-eight <laughs> minutes, yeah. and at least twenty minutes of that is the same scene of Muggles and Joy are returning to the reef <laughs> with exactly <laughs> the same duration. Exactly. That, that's how they made time, and they went all the time, and they went. Ah, fuck it, we're not going to yeah, back. Exactly, out. Just, we'll run as it is. It's it's fine it's fine we, we cut to screensaver again it's fine
2: yeah okay so then the narrator cuts in to tell us that we're moving on to another vignette they're coming back for another amazing adventure that we didn't get to see
1: <laughs> and this is round about the time that i was just about to come to the realization that we we're watching episodes because at this point i thought is this looping again am i in groundhog day do i have to have sex with andy mcdowell is that what's <laughs> happening <laughs> no, Hugh Grant took that for your people. You don't have to. <laughs> yeah, she gets one. She only gets yeah, he, one of us. <laughs> he made that
2: sacrifice. He's the Jesus
0: of Britain.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, no, I hadn't quite figured it out either. I, I wrote my notes. I'm like, hey, this is the same woo-hoo and yay scene from before, but they <laughs> added a wee in the middle. Like, that was going to throw us off the set. Hold on While a second. While swimming at regular
1: pace. They're yes. going regular pace going, wee, which is like you and I walking down the street going, wee. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then they
2: they reintroduce Muggles and Joy. This time they're coming back from exploring other reefs. Again, they all have to start off with the narrator saying what they were just doing, and then Muggles and Joy
1: validating that narrator like she's super fragile. Yep. And it's it's so frustrating. So much of the action in this movie happens off screen. It's fucking Rose and Joy and Mugglestein are dead. That's what we're watching. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs>
2: So, yeah, so they're like, "Ah, what's the plot of this one? They're like, I don't know, but I'm sure Professor Shark will. So they go see him and make, I'm going to say 19 minutes of small talk. Oh, my God. (laughs) Have you ever been? This is the
0: only way I can describe it. If you've ever been to a wedding where you are with people who don't belong in your social circle ever, but then you're at their table and you just realize, like, this wedding's two and a half hours long and the weather ain't going to cut it. So you um, just like start listing entertainments. That's this
2: conversation. Oh, with God, it, it is,
1: it's painful. It's fucking painful.
2: Okay. So here's how bad it is. Here are my, these are consecutive notes that I wrote. I wrote, it is impossible to express how meaningless and boring this conversation is. Oh wait, here you go. When professor shark finally brought this around to the Bible lesson, I described it as finally.
1: <laughs> and I've got some notes on this as well. I've got some notes on this. So for one thing, They've just come back from being missionaries apparently. They've been missionary fish. They've mm-hmm. been fissionaries and they don't use fissionaries. <laughs> nope. And I don't think I can forgive them for not using fissionaries <laughs> when they've literally yep. just been missionaries and they're fish. Yep. So that is that is annoying. <laughs> I realize I, I just wrote all of this is a thing just happened off screen and now we're gonna bob up and down while retelling it <laughs> to a shark. Yeah. And in this instance, it was them giving away algae to strangers, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. While Muggles apparently introduced himself to so many strangers, it feels like his fin will fall off. And it took me a while to realize by fin, he means hand from handshaking. I was like, oh, you've been introducing yourself to so many strangers that your fin is about to fall off. like. Thank God you kept that off screen is all I'm gonna say. <laughs> you know, we, don't, we don't need to see Muggles gangbanging his way around the nearest coral reef, like one, one reef Speak over Speak For your goddamn sophomore. <laughs> I learned a trick from Marlowe. Yeah. <laughs> but also they keep talking about the Bible. No, I don't think any of these fish read the Bible. I can't see this in the Bible. And noticeably Bubble Town doesn't have a single church. And then I thought what universe is this movie creating? Like, is the Jesus that they're talking about our Jesus? Or did they have their own fish Jesus? Oh, shit. Did did ancient fish nail a Jesus fish to an underwater cross? (laughs) And then then when he ascended to heaven, was he just being like reeled in by fishermen? Because I want them to make that movie. Yes.
3: (laughs)
0: and that would imply an existence of normal secular fish who the, these fish like swim up to and they're like, hey, have you heard the good news? And they're like, oh my God, I'm so glad I'm going to eat you right now. This is such a, I'm, I'm just going to stab you in the eye and let you die and float to the surface.
2: So anyway, eventually they get to the end of this boring ass conversation. Professor Shark is like, well, why don't you take the rest of the day off and just go have
1: fun? And they're like, wow, no plot at all, huh? So they go to see their friend Fizzy the Blowfish. Yeah, and Fizzy explains to them why it's so much better to give than receive, which I think is why Muggles' fin is about to fall off.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, for fuck's sake, they have the same boring conversation about giving away algae that they just had with the shark again. Yeah, but Fizzy's got an interesting take on
0: charity here. Fizzy's like, hey, you guys seem a little prideful about all the good you did. Remember what Jesus said? Don't invite your friends to dinner invite fizzy's words not mine cripples because they are useless and can't pay you
3: back
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and i thought oh god please let this episode involve muggles and joy having a dinner party with lots of fish with all manner of disabilities just to really test the capabilities of this 3d animator like show me how you're going to do like like octopus missing an eye and starfish mission missing a leg. I want to see how, how far your animation skills actually go.
2: Oh, I got to tell you. Well, first of all, nowhere at all. But they're animated. Here's how far they go. They bob up and down just a mm. little
1: bit. Yeah. Yeah. Because the whole point of this, this episode, the whole point of this entire movie is, you know, fuck showing, fuck telling retelling gets the drake doing the pointy thing panel of the meme that's right. what this, <laughs> this entire film is based on
2: yeah exactly yeah not only did they tell us about what they did off screen but now they're telling us about the fact that they told us about what the hell happened off screen yeah <laughs> <laughs> and once again we get some great innuendo here where uh, if you just read this as fizzy trying to fuck muggles and him being too naive to realize it it becomes way more entertaining yeah <laughs> very much so. tips for the listeners. And then we get more fat shaming.
0: Oh, you're right about the whale. Yeah, they're going to go thank the whale. And he's like, don't worry, we'll just look for the biggest whale we can find. And Joy is like, don't say she's fat. She's a girl. And I wrote in my notes, a movie that has not managed to work animation into its animated movie has worked (laughs) body shaming and sexism
2: into it twice. I'm not mad. I'm just impressed. I'm not even mad. (laughs) And if you're wondering if they're going to manage to get racism as well, just you wait. Okay. They've nailed ableism. Ableism oh, yeah? is in yep.
1: here in spades.
2: So then, fucking muggles of joy swim onto another scene where they will boringly converse with yet another character about the same damn conversation <laughs> they just had twice in a row. <laughs> So this is the whale that originally showed them where the algae bed was so that they would have so much algae to give away to strangers, right? So they're now going to thank that whale for all the algae.
0: Hey, Noah, can I can I apologize for something? Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I think about the fact that, like, you really are, like, one of the best minds I'll ever have the privilege of knowing. And just for a second, the fact that it was directed at the plot of this fucking movie. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) It's a real bummer, man. (laughs) I was just just thinking about how many brilliant diatribes you've written and then you being like, no, 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 this is the whale that showed the reality (laughs) (laughs)
1: from earlier. Also, Eli, (laughs) non-taken. Non-taken, it's fine. Marsh, you and I belong here. Man. <laughs> we found our level. We found <laughs> our place.
2: So, yeah, so they're complimenting Patty the whale on, on showing them where the algae was and they're like we have a gift to give you in return we're going
1: to show you where all the crustaceans hide from you all the time <laughs> <laughs> oh this is all good because they swim with paddy the whale to the gift that they've got now which is a seabed that was already there mm-hmm. filled with cr- crustaceans which in the this universe must be sentient beings because to be clear crabs are crustaceans yep We've already seen crabs talking and and feeling down and having massive smiles while talking about how (laughs) depressed they are. And I just really, really wanted the whale to eat Scary Henry at this point. I wanted the cameo of Scary Henry to come right back in.
0: It's a looming shot of the whale appearing behind Scary Henry. And Muggles is just like, now you're scared, Henry, aren't you?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's got this massive fixed grin still, this absolutely terrifying grin.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but so... I want to be super clear on this one, too, because we're sort of wrapping up this vignette, believe it or not, at this point, after having the same conversation three times in a row. The moral seems to be, and please correct me if I'm wrong, do nice things without expecting a reward, and you might just get rewarded. <laughs> yes, that
3: is
1: exactly it. That is absolutely it. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Rewarding others. They even say this to Professor Shark in a moment. Mm-hmm. He says, you know, rewarding others without being coerced will reward us in ways we never imagined. Which is coercion. Yes! (laughs) I love the uh, the, the fucking
2: Freeman on the land without coercion that they kept throwing in there, right? It doesn't count if you're paying fucking taxes. (laughs) Professor Shark starts talking about how
1: taxation is theft. (laughs) And, and because they are back with Professor Shark, you know, they say, oh, Professor Shark, the look on her face was priceless. Or, you know, about $40 on Shutterstock, I think. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. It was a giant grin, as always it is. <laughs> it is.
2: I was writing in my notes at this point, guys, is Heath mad at us? <laughs> <laughs>
1: they, they also, Shark also says, you know, I'm certain tomorrow will be just as magical as today. And it's like, well, when you're setting the bar that high, then... <laughs> <laughs> And
2: I love this poor narrator has to wrap it up, but nothing's happened. And the narrator, so the narrator's just like, and then they just kept swimming on, I guess. <laughs> mm,
1: mm. With hearts full of gratitude and love for God, muggles and joy swim forever onward. <laughs> yes, And it, it sounds like a fucking curse. Yes, yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> forever onward does sound like there's some kind of afterlife punishment involved. <laughs> Muggles and Joy will never stop swimming until you solve this riddle.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right. So then we open our next vignette with the same so anyway intro as the others, right? The narrator's like, Muggles and Joy, we're coming back from frolicking all day in the water. And they're like, wow, sure did enjoy that frolicking all day in the water. <laughs> yeah.
1: So at this point, I realized with each successive vignette, I'm displaying a different emotion. Like I was actively angry this time that the segment opened with them talking about adventures we didn't get to see. And I thought, am I going through the stages of grief? <laughs> on a previous vignette, I was like, no, it can't be. It can't possibly be. And I was thinking, all right, maybe the next one will be better. It's fine. The next one will be better. So I'm going through denial. I'm going through bargaining. I've hit anger at this point. <laughs> Depression follows pretty clearly. Right, and then
2: acceptance.
0: Yeah, no, it's... And then acceptance, yeah. By the end, this was Martian's favorite movie. <laughs>
2: All right. So anyway, the the key here, though, is that they didn't do their homework today, which was a field trip during school hours. Whatever it doesn't fucking matter.
0: It's great because you can feel the writers losing their ability to write this movie. They're like, oh, muggles, we were supposed to fuck. What's a fish's homework? Mm. Look <laughs> yeah. at Coral.
1: And we were out not doing that. Well, <laughs> they were they were out playing in the open open water, which they they say oh we loves playing in the open water, but the very last episode Joy was scared of being in the open water because it was filled with predators and right. rife with danger. And I thought Joy clearly gets off in the danger. And I thought is is this film a remake of Flatliners? Is this Ooh. is this Slackliners? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> slackline back out I love that thing. <laughs> So, yeah. And honestly, I, I was like, oh, wait, wait, wait. I think the moral of this story is going to be lying is bad. And that's actually like compared to what we've gotten so far in this movie. That's great. Right. That's mm. a real thing. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's solid at that point. Yeah, absolutely. So. So anyway, so they check back in with Professor Shirk after making the plan to just lie to him about doing their
1: homework. Right. Yeah. And um, Professor Shark is introduced as the greatest teacher in the ocean when all he does is hover in the exact same spot at like an NPC quest giver. Yes. Waiting for two fish to the same two fish to turn up.
0: Yeah. We also <laughs> learn that he has firm but gentle fins here. Again, <laughs> they are constantly appealing to people who are so fixated on hitting their kids that they want to make sure the shark teacher in the animated movie they're watching isn't a pussy. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: Yes, so they lie to him about the homework. They say that oh, the, the, the currents were too strong and we couldn't we couldn't do it. And he's like, you know, I a couple other students saw you fucking off and knocked you out,
1: so you're lying to me. What are the students? We've only <laughs> ever seen him with two. F- he's only ever been on screen with two fish. He has mm-hmm. no other students. He's just imagined it. Fizzy, <laughs> fizzy, maybe. <laughs> mm, we haven't. We've never seen Shark and Fizzy in the same place. I'm not saying that's like a Tyler Durden thing. Whether the same person. Also, not saying it isn't. Split, but with the fish from this movie. <laughs> oh God, that film is so shit. <laughs> all
2: right, so but yeah, but so Professor Shark explains that he knows that they lied. He's very disappointed, and he chews them out all while wearing this like overjoyed
1: smile about it, which is again mm-hmm. phenomenal. I wanted him to eat them as punishment. I thought he's an actual shark. Just there you like go. Just eat them. Just eat <laughs> them. It's fine. Just eat them. <laughs> At this point,
0: my notes are. Tubi, if you're listening, if you add a button so I can watch stuff at one and a half or two X speed, I'll give you 200 American dollars.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and the, the other thing is here, what Professor Shark tells them is they've got to go with Mr. Flips to go and see Mr. Sushi. And I thought, is this an execution? Because Mr. Flips definitely sounds like the name of Mr. Shark's Enforcer. That is uh-huh. a, yep. that is a yeah. pseudonym given to him for what he does. And Mr. Sushi is absolutely the disposal guy. Oh, obviously, <laughs> yeah, oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. So like, this is an execution far yeah. up there for the chop.
0: Yeah, he says you need to go talk to Mr. Sushi about moral purity, which, fun fact, is my new code for cunnilingus. So <laughs> <laughs>
2: So yeah, right. No, he's like, "I'll forgive you but only after you go have a couple of boring conversation with characters we've never met yet." So so they head off to to find Mr. Flips the dolphin. Now, apparently, news travels fast underwater
1: because he's already heard about them being filthy fucking liars by the time <laughs> they get there. How? How has he heard that? They were having that conversation with Shark and then they have swum directly to Mr. Flips. So has has Shark got some sort of, uh, like, a telephone line going on? He sent out a distress signal. Distress <laughs> yeah, signal? Yeah. That explains it. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And then he quotes the book of Timothy at them. He's like, yes. remember what the book of Timothy says? Mm. And I really want him to
1: be like, Joy, you need to shut the fuck up when Muggles is talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he quotes the book of Timothy and then he quotes another Bible passage, Asterisk. Right. Okay. okay. This movie was so poorly done that
2: I could not tell if that they, so they used the same Bible passage twice in a row.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I thought, am I going mad? <laughs> right. I had to rewind it to make sure that I hadn't just imagined it, but they use the same fucking thing. Exactly the same words. It's it's it's, it's crazy. And, and then
2: nobody acknowledges it. It's not a joke about how forgetful Mr. Flips is.
1: Nobody seems to realize that it has happened. Worse than that, they just bob there with massive idiotic greens <laughs> in their faces, <laughs> mocking me, mocking me for it.
0: This is where I was wondering, like, How many times would they have to repeat this before we
2: would stop watching the movie? (laughs) And then he gives one of my favorite lines in the whole movie. They're like, just, okay, so um we also had to go see Mr. Sushi. Do you know where he is? And, they, and he says, he's four knots that way. Knots? <laughs> <Yes. laughs> well, oh, how many parsecs would that be, Mr. Flips? Tell me how many. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. All right, well, I'll tell you what. Every moment in this movie screams, we need a break. So we're going to take one here. But first, let me give Actory the hard sell. Will anyone ever pick an item up? Will anyone ever physically interact with another character? Will anyone ever gesture in a manner appropriate to their dialogue? No, but keep listening anyway, and we'll be back in a couple of ounces with all the inert bloviation that is Finding Jesus. Michael said Joy head back to Professor Shock, who isn't a pussy and would totally belt them in a fucking mouth if they talked to him back, I assure you. Well, hello there, Muggles and Joy. What did you learn from
0: Mr. Wiggles the Eel? That friendship is a gift from Jesus. Oh, you said it. You know, you two are such good friends. You
2: remind me of Jonathan and David. Oh, we're not that kind of friend, Professor. We're just good pals. What What do you mean, that kind of friend? Because, you know, Jonathan and David were both...
0: Very obviously gay. Gay? What puck be cock?
2: I mean, Jonathan gave David the shirt off his back. Well, right. And all of his other clothes, too, because, you know, of the sex they were having
1: together. The sex they were having.
2: Yeah.
0: Are You fish these days. Everything has to be sexual. Can't two men sleep in the bed naked 2,000 years ago without everyone assuming something? Uh. No. You know what? I've had enough of this, Muggles and Joy. I'm going home to watch my favorite friendship movie, Fried Green Tomatoes. You should watch it. You could learn a thing or two
2: about friendship. Uh, do we tell them? No. No, I don't think we do. No. Poland! <laughs> and we're back for more of this shit. If you've been thinking to yourself, I wish they'd just make with the racism already, you are in for a treat because it is finally time for the high-slash-low point of the movie, Mr. Sushi. <sighs> So Mr. Sushi is a sushi roll whose voice is like as racist as an impression could possibly be. Absolutely. If you were trying to pick a fight with
0: a Japanese person, the voice of Mr. Sushi would be a good way to do it.
1: Yeah, and I don't think I was prepared for this because when sushi came on screen, I paused it and found myself involuntary screaming, oh my God, <laughs> that it was an actual floating bit of sushi. He's an actual floating bit of sushi. Why is he a floating bit of sushi knocking around the Pacific Ocean? No real <laughs> idea. The rest of them have all been fish. He is food, but he's got a little face and stuff. And I paused it to take in how he looks before he said a word. And I thought, <laughs> this is really bad. This is as bad as it gets. It's like a sushi with a little Japanese mustache, which is already pretty bad. He's got raw for hair, which is the inner reproductive tract of fish, which <laughs> I thought, fuck, that's dark. I just wanted, yeah. I wanted Muggles and Joy to come to that realization during this conversation and just crumble in horror like they were looking at fucking Hannibal Lecter wearing yeah. <laughs> the face of a man he's killed. That didn't happen.
0: This would be like if in fucking. The Goonies, there had been an adult character who was three men sliced into pieces, tied together with twine, with uteruses on his head. And they were just like, You're right, friendship is important.
1: (laughs) And then and then the accent happened, and oh fuck, the accent. And he sort of sounded like a racist impression of a Japanese pirate. Yes. And then somehow he slid into more pirate and more Irish. And I thought, where do that makes him less offensive. Like, they've achieved the impossible, <laughs> where sliding into other stereotypical accents somehow makes this better.
2: It's weird. It's like they've gone beyond racism now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Oh, it's are looping it incredible. back.
1: As he just, as they're talking, he's just looking top left, top right, top left, top right, top left, top right, just on a loop, no matter what he's saying or what they're saying to him, his eyes are just scrolling from top left to top right. So you've got, they had like two seconds of animation of him and it's just on a loop. It's so weird. It's so weird. He's wearing dead fish guts as a hat, talking to them about the, the benefit of friendship in an accent that I am not going to mimic. No, like, even no. Eli is not going to mimic. Even no. Eli is not going to mimic.
0: I Before this record, I did a couple of bits where I was like, maybe I could do Mr. Sushi's voice. And I was like, eh, it's more of a 2007 episode. Yeah, yeah.
3: My,
0: my
1: notes are filled with me transcribing phonetically what he's doing that I don't think I can read out even though it's just a phonetic transcription of what was going on. He
2: he references Jesus Christ at one point, okay? Like, just to give you an idea how bad it gets. Mm. Yeah, but ultimately, he racistly explains that Jesus forgives them for lying
1: even though they're worthless pieces of shit. Yeah. And they don't deserve it. He tells them uh, the curse of God is on the house of the wicked, which is just classic kids movie stuff. Children's (laughs) show, love it, yeah
2: hey, Pixar's been getting pretty dark lately. I wouldn't be surprised if that shit ends up in another one. But he's like, but now that you you are repentant or whatever, I can take you to this sunken ship where you can study coral. And I was like, honestly, I was expecting them to stand there and go, wow, what a beautiful sunken ship just off camera. (laughs) But there was actually a ship there. I was I was
0: impressed. Yeah, I wrote in my notes. It's weird that we're so beaten down by this movie that we're so immensely grateful that there's an actual ship.
1: (laughs) So I think I know a little about the history of that ship, because I think the plot to either Under the Sea or A Christmas Under the Sea is that they visit a sunken ship. So I think they bought that sunken ship for a different film. It was a central part of the plot of that different film. And now they're just getting their money's worth. Oh, there you go. They're just going to bring that sunken ship whenever they can.
2: Yeah, No. so I want to be super clear. Nobody interacts with the sunken ship. They don't go in or come out of it or lean against it or anything. (laughs) (laughs) It's just in the background. That's all (laughs) This is going to land
0: for two audience members, which is always a great joke to put on your comedy podcast. But in Unity, this thing I'm learning right now, they have these pre-made backgrounds that you can use for you're just learning this video game, video game. So in the background, there's like a space war going on. And then I'm like, when you move the left click, it bounces the ball. That's the animation levels of this scene. Right.
2: But yeah, so they're all happy. They promise they'll never lie again. And then we're finally done with that racist-ass character and head back to the reef for the Professor Shark wrap-up. I really wanted Professor Shark to be like, so,
1: Mr.
0: Sushi, problematic as fuck, am I right?
3: (laughs) (laughs)
1: Jesus. They do say they've got a surprise for Shark, and I really hope they'd brought back Mr. Sushi for him to eat. Like, yeah, he fucking deserves this. Did you see him? God, he fucking deserves it. If anyone deserves it, it's this fucker. Look at what he's wearing
2: for a hat. (laughs) Also, they, they keep using the term moral purity throughout yes. this yep. episode so in a weird. way that's just freaking me the mm. fuck out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, so they they surprise Professor Shark by having done their homework after all, and then he's proud of them for having lied. <laughs> You learned your, now, now, I'll tell
0: you what, kids. Next
2: time, if you don't behave
0: yourselves, you're going to go see Mr. Shish Kebab, and he's a real whore, let me tell you. <laughs> you guys want to watch Scary Henry get torn apart by a couple of teenagers in a red lobster? No, well, then
2: do your fucking homework. <laughs> All right, and then we get the weird-ass division scene again, right? Mm-hmm. This time, we open this next vignette with Muggles and Joy having just move to a new Coral Reef because the strong current destroyed the last one. Now, I want to point out that the new Coral Reef is the exact same animation, pixel for fucking pixel.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. They've done a wonderful job recreating it. Absolutely. <laughs> they, that is hats off to all of the hard work into all those fish who did that. That is, that is a stellar job.
0: Also, see if you can find the line in this intro scene that doesn't belong. Fish
2: tastic. The fish will always rise.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's weird.
2: Yeah, that was a, a weirdly white supremacist. Also, I just want to point out. Yeah, it's
1: a like white bait supremacist.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but also, I want to point out that we did Fish tech Like, they had Fin Tastic earlier. We're mm. devolving, right? As we go. <laughs> Guys, we really blew our load with Fish Tastic. <laughs> so, yeah, so then they go see Professor Shark because that's how the episodes. Start apparently, yep. yeah. They have this weird long conversation about how they should teach a Sunday school class when they
0: introduce Professor Shark. This is a very important line to me. They go, His school, a narrator later goes, His school has seen peril more than once. I really wanted a flashback to him in a war, right? <laughs> He's just like tearing the throat out of another shark. The
1: fish will
3: always <laughs> rise.
1: Sorry, you kids were saying. Yeah, there's like a submarine going above just dropping napalm all over his fish schools. No.
2: <laughs> there's something happening He's here. He's dropping to his knees
1: to Adagio's uh, part for strings.
2: Yes. <laughs>
3: da, da, da.
2: See, I had, I was thinking like a, I had a Professor X vision right there like from like X-Men United or something. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sure. Uh, so... <laughs> But yeah, so he explains that they could do a class of their own. And then they're like, that's not the plot, is it? He's like, oh, hell no, no. Because then we'd have to have a bunch of student fish and everything.
1: No, no, no. You're going to go talk to one person at a time again. Yeah. Oh, it's so weird. Because he, he he also tells them how proud he is for them and the work they've done reassembling the whole town They're in Bubble Town that they're in. He's so proud of what they did before the episode started that we can't see. And I thought, am I allowed to talk about how proud I am of the hilarious jokes that I wrote and delivered before we hit record? <laughs> <laughs> I put that in his podcast as well. There's a weird line as well. Muggles tells Professor Shark, "Well, flattery will get you everywhere, Professor." Which is one a weird line, and two a weird intonation of that line. Stop trying to fuck <laughs> your teacher, Muggles. Yeah, right. So yeah, and and also by the way, so
2: I I feel like we have to emphasize that once again. The point here, the moral of this story, as we lead into it and throughout will be, hey, if your house gets knocked down by a tornado or is destroyed in a fire and you lose everything that you own, try not to be a whiny little
1: bitch about it, okay? Yeah, don't be so whiny. They, they even tell him, they even say to Shark, you know, we're honored to serve you, our teacher, and God, who, you know, sent the wave that destroyed our entire village just moments <laughs> ago.
2: <laughs> right, Right. And he's like, well, you know, you guys sure are upbeat about the recent disasters. Why don't you go see Mr. Boo Cakes? who is not doing as well with having been, you know, destroyed out of house and home.
0: I love the every other system they have of naming fish, either after the thing they are, Flippy the Dolphin, mm. or just like,
1: Mr. The Desk Chair. There, great, <laughs> yeah. he's Mr. Desk Chair. There you go. But after after we'd just seen Mr. Sushi, was anyone else expecting something really fucking weird from Boo?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, a minstrel fish was not out
1: of the possibility. Oh, I thought it'd be just some other food stuff as well. Like we're not, we're not. We've learned from sushi. We're not consigned to the realm of aquatic mammal, Aquatic no, animals, right. rather. You're we're right. in all. we <laughs> in, in the set of all things by this point.
2: <laughs> well, okay, so yeah, so they go off to to check on Mister Bootcakes, but first, Pete the pothead trumpet fish shows up as though he was like their top donor on kickstarter <laughs> <laughs> i didn't let marlo the swordfish do what he did
0: to me in that men's room for me not to get a line in this fucking movie i'm pete <laughs> the
1: pufferfish. how's it going and i swear to god i i spent so long looking through stock clip websites that i i'm i'm sure i saw pete in one of those clips and so when he came on screen it felt like i was sort of seeing an actor that I was, I was like, oh my god it's that guy oh, yeah that guy? <laughs> the
2: it's the guy from that thing
1: so- <laughs> Marsh is just sitting around with his nieces. You know, that
2: fish
0: was in a Christian movie.
2: <laughs> yeah, so, but they introduce Pete quick, like they're trying to sell more fucking toys, and then he fucks off. And then they catch up with Boo Cakes, who is, we learn at this point, a manta ray and not mm. with a racist accent, at least. Thank no, goodness, but he does yeah. have
1: a haunted look in his eyes that I can only assume is the constant memory of the time he killed Steve Irwin. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So yeah, so they should catch up with Mr. Bootcakes and they're like, hey, Mr. Bootcakes, our home was destroyed and, you know, we didn't pout and mope around about it all day. How are you doing?
0: Yeah, and Mr. Bootcakes is like, oh, I'm sad. And they're like, didn't we do this in the first episode? It was like, even momentum? about a homeless thing. Yeah, yeah it
2: was. Woof. <laughs> yeah, right. And they're so their way of cheering him up is to just bitch at him for being so whiny, right? They're like, oh, it's not so bad. You still have your health and us. And Jesus. Yep. That's the extent of their help. Yeah. yeah. It's like the Bible says, if you're sad about
0: your misfortunes, you're wicked.
2: That's <laughs> literally yeah. in the
1: fucking thing. And he, he, they quote uh, Jeremiah 8.4. They say, you know, if a man goes the wrong way, he turns around and goes back. I'm not sure the Bible continues about the bit where the guy stops and then pats his pocket and then like mimes pretend that he's forgotten his wallet somewhere. And that's why he turns around (laughs) and goes the other way, just in case anybody's watching him. See, I paraphrased Jeremiah 8, 4 in my notes and
2: just wrote, I get knocked down, but I get back up again. You're never going to keep me down.
1: (laughs) I also
3: wrote that. Oh, did you? Yes.
2: Yeah, no, the one you're thinking of. I, there was also Proverbs fourteen thirty two, which is if you're sad about your personal misfortune, it's because you're evil. <laughs> 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 Bootcakes is like, all right, man, I get that you have Bible verses and everything, but I'm still homeless and destitute. And Muggle says, I'm, I'm not kidding here. Oh, don't talk about yourself like that,
1: Mr. Boo <laughs> So he does, but there's a, a line that he missed, which I think makes it even weirder. He says, but I'm just one manta ray. And he says, oh, don't talk about yourself that way. It's like, what? As a discrete entity. <laughs> how else is he going to talk about himself? <laughs> I am a continuum. I am part of the, the infinite legion. flow of everything. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I was so befuddled by that fucking lie. I am the universe inhaling. Come
1: on, Let's get get zen on this fucker.
0: Have you guys read any David Icke? You got to get in there. I'm telling you.
2: (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Yeah, no, but this at this point, it's become so fucking Republican because they're literally telling him like, hey, man, you know, don't stand around feeling bad person whose home was destroyed literally minutes ago. Get off your ass and do something about it. (laughs) Right. That's literally the message that is being sent to us here. Yep. Yeah, 100 percent. This gold bricker walks. (laughs) (laughs) So so they're like, well, bootcakes, come with us. We've got a new place for you to live. We'll help you find a new seabed. So he goes along with him and he's like, yeah, guys, you know, I'm feeling better already. Maybe my misfortune was all my fault.
1: (laughs) And they, they do find him a new place to live. And it is it's perfect for him because it is pixel by pixel identical to the last place he lived. It's like, oh, yeah. Yes. yeah. I, I can see why you guys thought of me when you found this. This is exactly my sort of thing. It's like we walked out the right side of the image and came back in on the left <laughs> side. Yeah. There is a super weird bit where Boo Kicks looks around and says, oh, this must be like 70 square feet or something. He's like, how, how does he do such a quick square footage yeah. assessment of <laughs> the seabed? It's like, mate, I think it's bigger than that. Have, have another <laughs> count. I think it's bigger. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: yeah yeah exactly
2: so yeah but he's he's excited his new seabed is even bigger than the seabed before <laughs> how the fuck yep. that's possible and he agrees that everything is better now that they've told him to buck the fuck up so they head back for the obligatory debriefing with professor shark right and then they're going to do the same bible passage again yep in case you forgot it at least they did it
0: with different characters this time as opposed to the same character twice in a row god those
1: are the fucking straws we're clutching at now oh you changed the fish that was on screen when you repeated the bible passage best worst at least hey i got a paw patrol commercial at
0: this point because i was watching it on tubi i fucking came from all the stimulus i was like whoa
2: moving objects and characters with names get the fuck out of here paw patrol Oh, and once again, that poor narrator has to come in and summarize it. You know, and they're like, and then, you know, the next minute happened. They told me this was only going to be a one day shoot. It feels <laughs> like it's been forever. And then, okay, we replay that intro for, as I wrote in my notes at the time,
1: what I at least desperately hope is one final time. Yeah, and I find myself actively sad that these fish can't drown. I, like, oh, I, just, I, know it's, I know it's not technically possible, but Jesus, I don't ask you for a lot, God. Um, I, I, I go out my way not to ask you for a lot, but just this one thing, just let me see these fish drown.
2: <laughs> yeah, so, but this one, interestingly, it starts off with Joy pointing out to muggles that the ocean is getting awfully polluted. And I'm like, wow, is this episode going to have an environmental message? We're done. Oh, we're done. <laughs> I ever bring that up again? They know their audience,
0: right? They were like, now, wait a second. I did throw a plastic bottle in the ocean. That's okay. If they mention the temperature of the water, they are <laughs> shooting I will punch my TV and call Jesus on yes. them.
1: <laughs> I thought it was like, you know, this place is getting full of things that don't belong, like plastic bottles and Mexicans. Build that wall.
0: Oh, it's Mr. Taco. Hey there, kids. It's me, Mr. Fish Taco. Oh, <laughs> As horrifying as I am problematic.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Muggles, I'm filled with your mother. <laughs> oh, so yeah, Joy's like, wow, this conversation is so generically banal. This must be the opening. I guess
1: we're supposed to go see Mr. Professor Shark now, huh? Who, like, weirdly, we we are introduced as being at the tippity top of his food chain, which is a weird thing to introduce right now, but like eat the baby fish then. Please eat these baby fish. This is the one thing you will put in that ocean to do. Just eat the fucking baby fish.
2: I I wrote my notes when he said that. I was like, did the narrator just make a veiled threat on Professor Shark's (laughs) (laughs) bam? And then they went to see Mr. Professor Shark who could eat the fuck out of him if he wanted to. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so now we meet Professor Shark. He is very bummed that Fizzy didn't keep her word to go play with Rosie today. Okay. I feel like Professor Shark
0: had something to do with this. I was psychotically imagining plots now because he's mm. talking so hesitantly. I was like, what did Professor Shark have to do with this? Because he's like, well, there's a little bit of a mm, problem. I thought he was going to tell us, like, I'm technically not allowed near a playground anymore. <laughs> Can you guys go talk to Fizzy for me?
2: <laughs> do you guys want to hang out at my house? It
1: turns out Megan's law doesn't apply underwater, so I'm fine. <laughs>
2: Well, yeah, right. What I love about this is that, like, he says, you know, Fizzy didn't show up for her play date with Rosie, to which Muggles and Joy offer up, like, you know, eight or nine reasons why that might have happened other than malice on Fizzy's part. And every Mm. one of them, Professor Shark's like, no, I'm pretty sure she's just an evil, wicked piece of shit. No, this is a blood feud. Trust me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I thought Shark was acting so fucking shifty here that He must have eaten one of them because he's introduced his (laughs) tippity-top of the food chain and then one of the other fish has gone missing. He's just trying to cover the fact that he's eaten that fish. Right, yeah, exactly. And he's he's deflating
2: all the excuses they can think of, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, and and he's like, well, if Rosie doesn't have anybody to play with, why, we could just go find Fizzy. I'm like, I feel like there's another solution, but okay. okay, (laughs) okay, Go find Fizzy. (laughs) I mean, what are we supposed to do? Play with Fizzy? Absolutely fucking not. Have you seen her? (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. So first it goes to see Rosie, who is a sad little seahorse. But of course, (laughs) despite being super sad and that being the plot, she is smiling the whole time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I, I had totally checked out this film at this point, and and a cutesy talking seahorse was not going to get me back with <laughs> with every single like syllable that she mangled into cutesy little talk. I'm a little seahorse. Oh God, no, no. But what was amazing is she says like really
0: destructive, scary shit. If you pay attention to it, they're like, oh, I'm sure it was a mistake. And she's like, have you thought of the idea that she just doesn't care? I'm going to kill myself and name her in my note.
2: And you're like, oh, all right, Fizzy. No, it's <laughs> she's she's pretty cynical. Everybody's pretty damn cynical on Fizzy's motives here. <laughs> mm.
1: and, and, and at this point, Muggles is basically anyway, Rosie, don't be such a cunt.
2: Yeah, <laughs> basically he's approach
1: here. Yeah.
2: Well and and then they start trying to make excuses again. Once again, Rosie isn't buying it, but I love that the excuses all kind of boil down to like you know, Fizzy's fucking dumb. Like Fizzy <laughs> is so fucking stupid. She might have just you know, she might be stuck in her own goddamn bathroom, pushing <laughs> instead of pulling. You know, fizzy.
1: <laughs> and I, I at this point as well, I just couldn't help but but think this is aimed at kids, and some kids will lap this shit up. And this film is a more effective form of contraception than a condom. Like, I can watch <laughs> this film and right? like, I've made all the correct choices in my life to this point. There is no small child forcing me to sit through this hour of bullshit on a four-hour loop, essentially. This is, right. my life is going the right direction.
2: Oh, God. So, okay, so they head out to see Fizzy. They, they basically make Rosie promise not to kill herself until they can get back, right? Right. Now, Fizzy, this is for the first time in the whole goddamn movie, a returning character. I was so livid here. I was like, I demand a new fish. You've given me nothing, movie. <laughs> You can't reuse the fish. What shocked me is that they had the same name for
1: it, right? I expected Mm. this one to just be Dave the Blowfish, right? (laughs) So here's a spoiler for some of the other films. The same fish models are in them with completely different names. And there is a Professor Shark, who is their teacher, who is a different shark. He's a purple shark with a really big (laughs) mouth. (laughs) Lack of consistency in the BTU. That's the Bubble Towns universe.
0: Oh, okay. Oh. (laughs) I wondered why you bought BTU.com on our corporate credit (laughs) card, but now now I feel a lot better. Makes a lot of
2: sense. Yeah, so, but they find Fizzy the Blowfish and damn it, if Fizzy didn't think the play date was tomorrow,
1: she didn't realize today was fucking Thursday. Yeah. And that's the stakes. That's the stakes we got to play with. A cartoon fish forgot what day it was. Yep. Mm -hmm.
2: (sighs) And also... Honestly, I think Busy's just making some shit up at the last minute and is pretty good at it because we're just trying to explain it. She's like, "Oh, I thought it was. I thought today was Wednesday. You know, I'm really clumsy and my sense of direction is terrible. What the fuck does that have to do with knowing what day it is?" <laughs>
0: Well, I, I bought furniture too because my last apartment was furnished. Okay, Fizzy, I get it.
2: <laughs> I get it. That's a deep cut for scaling patrons.
1: And this way it's like, uh, Fizzy, do you want to play tomorrow? And I want to. He'd be like, Well, she says uh, that's Friday, Friday, right? And I want her to carry on, and be like, Oh, Friday, right? Um, yeah, I think I've, um, I think I might have a thing. I just need to check with um <laughs> uh, oh, I, oh, someone, I, oh, someone you don't oh. know. Um, I, I'll, I'll get back to you. I've got your number. I can give you a distress <laughs> call. I'll just give you a distress call. I'll tell you my coordinates if, uh, if I'm. It's fine. It's fine. I'll send a yeah.
2: distress signal. So yeah. So and they they're like, well, she's like, oh, I feel terrible. Rosie must feel awful. She's like, well, hey, why don't you come back and apologize in the fish? Now mm. that is a fish flesh joke, just hanging out there like Eli was in a hurry on his headline puns or something. <laughs> I just like as that happened, I imagine like Heath just appeared next to me and stared at the screen <laughs> angrily. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, all, all three of them go back to see Rosie and cheer her the fuck up. Yeah. There's also, okay, you guys, please talk me down from the ledge on this one, right? At one point here, Rosie says, don't worry, I'm a pink fish. We're the most loyal kind of fish. And I'm like, they they just said pink skin is better than the other colors, right? That's like actually in the fucking movie, right? Yeah, Just, like, oh, yeah, just a catfish that. that looks like Charles Murray comes floating up. You know, I think it's
0: a really interesting thing that Pink fish have a different IQ. <laughs> yeah,
1: there's there's another fish in the background with a set of calipers pointing out the uh, yeah. <laughs> little dimple in the back of the back of the shark's head. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly they've got
2: scary Henry up on like posters all around bubble <laughs> So yeah, so they they fucking Fizzy and Rosie bump their play date up until the next day, and all is right with the world. That was the plot. It is now resolved. So they can go back for the fucking wrap up
1: with Professor Shirk scene one last time. This feels like something he could have solved. Like he brought in (laughs) two extra fish to go talk to the fish he was worried about. And all you need to do is talk to that fish. So like, just do your fucking job. Just just get out. Just stop bobbing up and down in the (laughs) archway to your school and get out (laughs) there.
0: Do your fucking job. He's very clearly got an under the table boner and he's been making excuses this entire movie not to leave.
1: Well, he has. But at the same time, he's like air humping the water around him. So he's not doing anything to to escalate that situation. No, exactly. Exactly. No, the plot of this entire movie is them
2: getting around the fact that they didn't get any animation of Professor Shark moving. Yes.
0: <laughs> I also want to throw out there that like during this last scene that was like, oh, OK, they're going to see Professor Shark. I'll admit it. I tuned out a little bit. Maybe I checked Twitter. And when I tuned back
2: in, Professor Shark was talking about the Israelites killing the Ammonites. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So, yes. Yes. First of all, he says, when you break a promise, it makes Jesus sad. And I'm like, of all the reasons not to break a promise, you managed to find one that's meaningless. And then he says, it's like the book of Joshua. Now, I wrote in my notes when he said that, I paused the movie and I wrote, is it going to be a genocide part? Because most of the book of Joshua is. And it was! Yep, yep,
0: it was uh, the genocide the part.
2: Kid, the kids movie ends with a Bible quote about the Lord handing over the enemies of Israel to Joshua's armies. <laughs> yep, that's what the shark had to say about forgetting <laughs> playdate with your seahorse
0: friends. If I said that... People would be like, hey, man, can I check your crawl space? But if a cartoon
2: shark says it, <laughs>
0: it's fine.
2: It's suddenly, Yeah, right. So the, the, apparently the reason we shouldn't skip out on play dates is because God will turn us over to the Israelites. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Well, Marsh. We cannot thank you enough for making you suffer through this one. I mean, And I mean that in a can't make a square circle kind of way. <laughs> but if our listeners want to make it up to you by checking out your other
1: stuff, remind them where they should go. Yeah, you can listen to uh, Skeptics with a K, where I talk about uh, sort of skeptic investigations that uh, myself, and my co-hosts are doing. You can hear me talk to people who believe odd things on Be Reasonable, or you can read The Skeptic at skeptic.org.uk, where I'm the editor. And there has just been a string
2: of fantastic stuff on Skeptic since she took over, man. That, you have really revitalized. It's been, It's become a great
1: resource. Yeah, I'm really pleased with the stuff we've been putting out. I think it's, uh, I think it's, it's, it's pretty cool. It's, it's skepticism the way that I think skepticism should be done. I agree 100%. And well that's going to do it for our review of Finding
2: Jesus, that's not going to do it for the episode just yet because we still need to dip our toes back in these waters again. So, Eli, tell us what's on deck.
0: Well, Noah, you lucky so-and-so, you'll be missing a real treat because we're going to be watching Newsboys down under the big
2: top. I'm missing Newsboys? Mm. Might show up for that episode after all. Okay. <laughs> so with that to look forward to, we're gonna bring episode three twenty-four to a merciful close. Once again a huge thanks to Marsh for hanging out with us today, and perhaps even a huger thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to get yourself among their ranks, you can make a per episode donation at Patreon.com slash and thereby earn early access to an ad-free version of every episode. You can also help a ton by leaving a five-star review and sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, the scanning at Citation citation to DD Minus, and the Skeptic Red available wherever podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email God. Awful of movies at gmail.com. Legal services for this podcast are provided by the law offices of P. Andrew Torres. Tim Robson takes care of our social media. Our theme song was written and performed by Rod Slotkin with dross on Mars. All of the music was written and performed by our audio engineer, Morgan Clark, and was used with permission. Thanks again for giving us a check of your life this week. For Heath and and Eli Busting. I'm no illusions. Promise to work hard to earn another check next week. Until then, we'll leave you with the
1: breakfast Club clothes. Wow Now Entertainment released eight new animated films during the recording of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
2: In the deleted scenes, Mr. Sushi commits (laughs) seppuku. Keith will be reviewing Finding Jesus 2 by himself in a very special (laughs) solo episode. (laughs) (laughs) Christmas 2020. I went through, like, 30 different variations of, like, under the C-span kind of jokes there, but none of them. (laughs) Just couldn't (laughs) quite get it to fit.
1: Yeah.
0: Hi, I'm Eli Bosnick.
1: And I'm Michael Marshall.
0: I don't know about you, podcast listener, but I am tired of being lied to. Oh,
1: God, here we go.
0: About what it takes to eat a healthy breakfast.
1: Oh, um... Yeah, never mind. Never mind.
0: Yeah. So Magic Spoon cereal has the amazing flavors you love, but without all the bad stuff. It's got zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, four net grams of carbs in each serving, and only 140 calories. Plus, it's gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb. But I know what you're thinking. Are you just going to break my heart with bad news over
1: and over and over? There was a worldwide pandemic, Eli.
0: By not letting you build your own box with the flavors you like of Magic Spoon Cereal? Don't worry. Magic Spoon Cereal does let you build your own box. Available flavors to build your own custom bundler. Cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry, cinnamon, cookies and cream, and maple waffle.
1: Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Um, never mind. Um, again. I guess.
0: Yeah. Hmm. So go to magicspoon.com slash gam to grab a custom bundle of cereal and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code gam at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash gam and use the code gam to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. Yeah, right. I mean, I I don't even know why. And thank sure what... you Marsh for
1: ruining my year by cancelling QED again. Thank you. <sighs> there it is. There it is. Skeptic of the decade. Lulu, Lou, Lou, doing skeptic stuff. Skeptic stuff is my favorite stuff. Aha! Gotcha! Noah, Eli, what, what what are you guys doing in my house? Two words, Marsh. Hello, Tushy. Nicola, get a knife. No, get n- a knife.
2: No, no, Marsh, not that. Tushy, we just found out about the Hello Tushy bidet. It cleans your butt way better than wiping. cuts your toilet paper use down by eighty percent. Saves trees and all the thousands of gallons of water used to convert them into toilet paper. And it comes with a book full of poop jokes. So we figured, you know, what else must you Europeans be hiding? Ooh, perhaps this fancy hand wash station. That that's a coffee maker. Ow, hot, hot,
0: whatever. Anyways, Tushy sent us a bidet to try, and I never realized that luxury was so affordable.
2: Yeah. Hello, Tushy attaches to your existing toilet in less than eight minutes with no
1: electrician or plumber needed. What else attaches to your toilet, Marsh? You have to tell us. All right. So you guys, not knowing that bidets exist to decide, that does actually sound pretty
2: good. Where can I get one? Well, you can give the gift of a clean bum to yourself or a loved one this holiday season and get 10% off plus free shipping right now at hellotushy.com slash awful. That's hellotushy.com slash awful for 10% off and free shipping.
0: Aha! What's this tank I found on the back of the toilet? I bet it's filled with delicious drinking water, isn't it, Marsh?
1: Yep, yep, you got me. Please do. Don't drink the water in the back of my toilet. It's it's so very dear and very important to me. Don't touch. Noah,
0: it. get the mugs. Get the mugs.
2: I'm on it. This.
1: I'm on it. Oh, but Mr. Mouse, don't you know there's a big
2: hungry bear in the forest? Oh no! Oh, hey Noah, Eli. Um, what are you guys doing? Oh, hey Marsh, I'm just taking care of Eli's teeth. He's reading them a story. Look, Eli, Noah, if you want to take better care of your oral health, want to try Quip. I doubt that witty repartee is going to chase away any cavities, Marsha. Yeah, I don't a No, right.
1: Quip. Quip makes oral health care easy by delivering all the oral care essentials that you need to care for your mouth. Wait, I uh, am? Yeah. yeah, I didn't get a word of that. Oh, he said all the essentials. Right. Okay. gotcha. Uh, Yeah. So they've got a fantastic electric toothbrush, but they've also got refillable gum that's sugar free, has long lasting mint flavor and comes with a dispenser. Uh, Refillable mouthwash. That's a four times concentrate, plus good for you and the planet. Floss, toothpaste, everything. I don't know, Marsh. All that stuff right to your door. That's got to be pricey, right? With stylish and affordable electric brushes starting at just $25, you won't be paying through the teeth for better oral health. And in addition to brush heads, Quip also delivers fresh floss, toothpaste, mouthwash, and gum refills every three months from $5. Shipping's free, so you can save money and skip the hustle and bustle of in-store shopping. Ah, uh, ah, uh, oh, ho. Oh. well, uh ah. Uh. Uh, he said, all right, Marsh, I'm
2: sold, where do I sign up?
1: Right, okay, gotcha. Uh, yeah, if you go to getquip.com awful right now, you'll get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash awful. Spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash awful. Quip, the good habits company. Well, now I just feel silly for tucking his teeth in. Ah, so that's a blanket. Oh, it was a blanket.
2: The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved.